stand before us your people for whom you sent your son Jesus Christ to die on Calvary cross to shed his blood that we might have redemption of our sins and to be called your sons and daughters Lord we are grateful for the gift of salvation we are grateful for the gift of your spirit and the opportunity to serve you as your people Lord we want to thank you for the great gift that you have given unto us oh God Bishop and Lady Reverend Akim Tayasam Jolly thank you for lifting them up oh God in this nation as your servants thank you for the anointing upon their lives thank you for the work that you have used them to do oh God in this nation and across the nations of the world Lord thank you for the wonderful church the wonderful pastors the leaders oh God what a blessing we are grateful we thank you for their lives, Lord. We appreciate you for their lives, oh God. And we say, receive the glory for everything that you have used them to do, oh God. We honor you. We bless you. And as we come before your word, Lord, we pray, mighty Holy Spirit, for your help, your guidance, that you grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your word, that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, we may know what is the hope of your calling for our lives. We love you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. And let all the people of God say amen. amen. Clap your hands for Jesus and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today is a beautiful, beautiful day, a beautiful day of celebration. And uh, I really want to thank you, uh, the ministerial council, the superintendents, the members of Living Word of Faith Outreach Ministries International for celebrating our pastor, our bishop, our leader. Clap your hands for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Bishop, thank you so much for the honor of the invitation. And I bring you special greetings and special blessings from my father and my bishop, Bishop Darkwood Mills. And the entire Bishop's Conference of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. We love you. We appreciate you. He always gets excited when I'm coming here and I know that his spirit is here and his blessings are upon you. Clap your hands for the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to acknowledge the presence of Bishop Abu Koroma. Bishop, God bless you for the years of labor in this country. You know, true Bishop, I've heard so much about you and uh, fathers like you have been raised up to build nations. And may God bless you and bless your family, bless your ministry. And to all the bishops, the wonderful men of God here, God bless you. Put your hands together for the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Now, I promise you that I'm about to shock you. And the reason is that you are about to hear me preach for the shortest time ever. And I know you cannot believe it. But I am saying that I'm about to shock you. Because today we are celebrating Bishop. And I believe that the celebrations must go on. But the word of God is still the word of God. And uh, for a short time, I want to talk about honor. Or honor. Honor. Yeah. I'm doing well. Honor. Hallelujah. Now, we are here celebrating Bishop Akintayo Samjoli. And, you know, sometimes even we as the people of God do not really understand why we must do things like this. Hallelujah. But honor is important even to God. Hallelujah. And the word of God encourages us to honor those whom honor is due. Hallelujah. Now, what is honor or what is honor? Amen. The dictionary defines honor in many ways. Alright, but a few of the ways is a high respect. High respect. As for wealth, merit, rank. Hallelujah. Honor means adoration, adulation. It means to pay attention. You know, so this afternoon, we are all paying attention to what the Lord has done in the life of our bishop. Honor also means consideration, credit, deference, dignity, distinction, elevation, esteem, exaltation, fame, glorification, glory, greatness, pain, homage, lording something. All these are different meanings of the word honor. And it is important for us to understand that in God's kingdom, God expects us to give honor to those to whom honor is due. Can I have an amen? amen? And one of the people that we must honor greatly are fathers. Lift up your right hand. Say, I must honor fathers. And, and when I use the word fathers, it also includes mothers and, and, and anybody who God has placed above you and has used to affect you. Hallelujah. 
others. Like Bishop Abu, Bishop Cole, Bishop Jolly, who God have lifted up to bless us. It is not out of place to honor them. Hallelujah. It is not out of place to honor them. And you see, sometimes even the church listens to the world. The people in the world do not understand why we would honor such men. But brothers and sisters, we live and are guided by the word of God. Our standard of living is determined by what God has said in his way. Hallelujah. And God wants us to honor fathers. In Malachi chapter 1 and verse 6, Malachi chapter 1 verse 6, very quickly, Malachi chapter 1 verse 6, the word of God says, a son honoreth his father. A son honoreth his father. If you are a son, honor is an obligation. If you are a son, honor is an obligation to a father. Esteeming a father, exhorting a father, respecting a father, Blessing a father very high. Lording a father. Exhorting a father. Lifting up a father. Blessing a father. Giving gifts and honor to a father is an obligation. The scripture says a son honored his father. And a servant his master. God said, if then I be a father, where is my honor? You know, I was listening very carefully to Bishop as he was addressing the man of God. And I paid particular attention to his address to the Father. You know, when you see men of God like this, you need to be afraid. The, the problem with the church today is that we are trampling down on people that we need to honor. And listen to me. And listen to me. Anna. Anna. It's not even determined by how much somebody has achieved. Now, and for us, young ministers who are coming up, we have to be careful because sometimes, sometimes, God can use you as a young minister to do great things. But, but that is not necessary. The signal for your honor in relationship to a father. Now my father in the ministry, my bishop, Bishop Dahl, has been associated with a great man of God in Ghana. Some of you may know him. Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams for many, many, many years. 
and and if you have heard of the story of Archbishop, he has had all kinds of issues come up against him, including divorce from his wife. And you should see how even men of God would not want to be associated with him or would speak in a way that does not show honor. That my bishop has always stood by the archbishop. And he said, I don't care what happens. I don't care what he goes through. I don't care what is happening around him. I see him as a father. And I honor him. And I honor him. And I honor him. Hallelujah. In our spiritual understanding, which is one of the prayers that Paul prayed for the, for the church in Colossae, that they will grow in wisdom and spiritual understanding, we must understand that fathers are placed there by God. No matter how much you pray and strive, you can never sit in the church, in the chair of this father. No. No. You cannot sit in the chair of Bishop Abu Koroma. You know, in our church, I don't know here, in our church, if our pastors are not there, nobody sits in their chair. Nobody sits in their chair. The chair that they sit on, when you see this man of God, the chair that they are sitting on, they have been placed there by the hand of God. Hallelujah. That is the reason why we need to honor them. Second Timothy. First Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17. First Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17. Very quickly, I told you that I'm going to be preaching for a, lot, a short time. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Hallelujah. This is the word of God. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. That is the word of God. Not even honor. Double honor. Which means that whatever honor is going on here, God says they deserve double of it. Especially they who labor in the word on doctrine. Now I was hearing the assistant pastors, you know, even the children speaking it. He's hardworking. He prays for us. He teaches us all the time. He goes through pain. He sacrifices for us. You know, and all that. That is the basis why he deserves the honor. Can I have an amen? Are you clapping your hands for Jesus, somebody? Hallelujah. So, honor has a place 
if you do not honor, you will not be honored. Hallelujah. If you do not honor people who deserve to be honored, God will not honor you. Now listen to me. Anything that you despise will not come to you. Anything that you despise will not come to you. It is only the things that you cherish. It is only the things that, that, that attract you. It is only the things that you praise. It is only the things that you admire that come to you. Hallelujah. Honor. Now, how do we honor? How do we honor? Because most times we honor only with our mouths, but our hearts are not behind the honor. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8, These people honor me with their lips. Honor must not be only with the mouth. Hallelujah. When we say we are honoring, it must be genuine. We must be honest about it. We must do it with faith. We must do it with belief that that is the right thing for us to do. Hallelujah. I mean, as I've been sitting down there this afternoon, I've been saying to myself, this is a blessed church. A church that knows how to bless its leader is a blessed church. Give the Lord a wonderful Hallelujah. Now, how do we honor? Number one, recognition. Recognition. To honor somebody is to recognize the person. Yes. Right now, if His Excellency, the President of the Republic of Ceylon, walks right here through the doors of this cathedral, everything will come to a stop. I will stop preaching until he's been seated. Why? Because of who he is. He's the father of the nation. It cannot be that when he enters here, because I'm preaching, because you are listening to me, you know, he comes and he does not even know where to sit. That is not honor. When he comes, everything stops because we recognize that the father of the nation has come to our presence. So the first, the first way to honor somebody is to recognize who they are. Amen. We must recognize the Bishop Abu Kromas, the Bishop, uh, the Bishop Achbokos, and all the bishops in this land for who they are. Recognize. Recognize. And especially young pastors and young apostles and young prophets and young teachers and young pastors and up and coming ministers that God seems to be using you. One time there was a very big program 
in our country. And one of the fathers came and sat down. He sat down right in the front of the of the of the of the of the, of the seats. was going on that one of the people who was in charge of the program came to him pointed to him picked him from there and sent him to the back you see he refused to recognize who this person was even before Jesus started his earthly ministry God gave recognized to him in Matthew chapter 13 during his um, baptism and in Matthew 17 during the transfiguration the Bible says that a voice came from heaven which said this is my beloved son God made recognition of Jesus his son so that the whole world will know who this person is so let's recognize in living word of faith outreach ministries, we don't have two leading pastors. We don't have two bishops, two presiding bishops, two founders, three people who matter. We must recognize that God has given us one leader that we are all following. We must recognize that. Can I have an amen? amen. Number two. Number two. Number two, how do you honor? You honor by being obedient. You honor by being obedient. Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 1. You honor by being obedient. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. So obedience is linked with honoring. Hallelujah. You cannot say that you are honoring somebody when you don't obey them. The Bible says Jesus suffered obedience by the faith that he went through. Jesus at all point of time obeyed the father even to the point of death. Hallelujah. And you find people, church members, church people who say, we love you, we honor you, you are our father, you are our pastor, you are our leader, but they don't obey. They don't obey instructions. They don't obey instructions. When you don't obey somebody, it is a sign of dishonor. Hallelujah. And that is the reason why God removed Saul as the king of Israel. God said, you did not honor me. You did not honor me. And that is the reason why the ministry of Moses came to an abrupt stop. God said, you did not sanctify me in the presence of these people. You did not show a certain honor. You see, I wanted them to see something. 
so that they will honor me, so that they will, they, will, they, will, they will see my greatness and my power and my glory. You did not do what I asked you to do. I said, speak to the rock, you strike the rock. So the second way of showing honor is for you to be obedient. So as we go forth in this ministry, if the Lord gives us life in this ministry, let us be like the people of Israel, the generation of Israel. When Moses departed, who after listening to Joshua, said to Joshua, everything that you have told us, we will do. Look at Joshua chapter 1 from verse 16. Joshua chapter 1 from verse 16. Hallelujah. And they, they answered Joshua saying, all that thou commanded us, we will do. And whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. Hallelujah. Let us be like the generation of Joshua who said, you are leading. And watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Joshua was just beginning to lead them. He was just beginning to lead them. Moses had led them to do great things. They had known Moses. Not very much of Joshua. Joshua had helped in the battle here and there. But now as a leader, and Bible scholars tell us that anywhere between two to three million uh, Jewish people exodated from Egypt. So this young man was now coming to replace the great Moses that they had known. But in spite of the fact that he had not even achieved much. That is why I told you that honor sometimes is not related even with achievement. But where God has placed the person. Where God has placed the person. When bishops appoint somebody and says he's the choir leader, we follow. When bishop appoints somebody and says that he's a branch uh, pastor here, we follow. We follow. That is, that is honor. Obeying. And he said, everything that you have said to us, we will do. Compare that with Dayton Abiram. Eh? In number 16, when Moses called them, they said, we will not come. We will not come. Reverend Bishop, Archbishop Moses, we will not come. We will not come. And Moses said, and Moses said, is it a small thing? Is it a small thing that God has brought to near to the priesthood? Is it a small thing? And now, are you despising me as a servant of God? The earth opened and swallowed them up, swallowed their families, swallowed everything that they had. We have to be careful with honor in the church. Obedience. And number three, the third way of honoring is with, with our substance. With our substance. With our substance. Hallelujah. Amen. As we are celebrating our bishop and we are bringing our gifts, that is honor. Is honor. There is nothing wrong with that. When the ministry 
ministerial council or whichever group was that on behalf of the worldwide ministry is honoring our bishop that is the way it must be there is nothing wrong with that but you see we have to be careful because there are people who sit in the church alright and they despise things like that but you are despising something that you do not understand in Malachi chapter 1 from verse 6 look at it again God again. A son honored his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Said the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests, that despise my name. Watch this. God was saying that the pastors were despising his name. One group of people who despise honoring our pastors. I mean, I'm not here. I don't know, I mean, what goes on here. But I'll not be surprised that when ordinary church members are unrunning people like Bishop Abu, it will be we the pastors who in our congregations will be saying the wrong things and having the wrong attitudes towards men like this. Hallelujah. You know, Bishop, in our church, there is one thing that does not happen. That, I can tell you, it doesn't happen. Our members do not speak against pastors. Now, if you meet a member of our church, Yudi, and you begin to talk about another pastor, they will turn away. They will turn away. They will squeeze their face. They will give you what is called the north wind. The north wind. Amen? The Bible says that as the, 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 the wind driveth away, eh? as the wind drives away, in the same way, the, the, the angry countenance of a man will also drive away a bite-biting tongue. And this is something that I want to leave with you. When you sit in the office and somebody begins to speak about your bishop, you know, uh, I visited your church the other time. I didn't understand all the views that was being made about your bishop's uh, convocation, you know, and his birthday and all that and all the dancing. And as the person is speaking, you squeeze your face. Squeeze your face. Everybody learn to squeeze your face right now. Learn to squeeze your face. Let, ah, is that how to squeeze your face? Squeeze your face. Yes, you squeeze your face. It is a sign to say, I am not in agreement with what you are saying. You see, the person is bringing you to the point where you'll be destroyed like Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. One of the things that is happening in our days is Despising of pastors. Talking about pastors. Listen to me. Jesus said, Who have made you a judge over another man's servant? Leave them alone. Hello? Leave them alone. Leave them. God has a way of sorting things out with his servants. But if you place yourself in that position, 
you may come to a situation where great judgment will fall upon you. Can I have an amen? So your substance, alright, and you say, wherein have we despised thy name? Continue. Ye offer polluted bread upon my altar, and ye say, wherein have we polluted thee? In that you said the table of the Lord is contemptible. Yeah? Continue. And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, said the Lord of hosts. Watch this. Watch this. Watch. It is good to honor, but it is also better how you honor. Some honor with substance is insult. There are people who come to church. God has blessed you. I mean, God has blessed you. God has really blessed you. And then during the offering time, because the average church member is giving 10,000 leo, you take 15,000 leo and bring it, which is higher than what everybody is giving, but God knows that every week you can give 500,000 leo as an offering based on how much he has given to you. Sometimes, man of God, people say, Pastor, Pastor, I have a blessing, I have a blessing for you. Have a blessing for me. I've had people who have chased me literally. Bishop, 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 Bishop. You know, and I'm so busy. I have a blessing for you. And you open the envelope and you look at the person and you look at the blessing that he has brought to you and you realize that the person has not honored you. He has not. He has not honored you. So this week, as we are having the opportunity to honor our pastor, please. Let us do the right thing. Yes. God knows all of us, our abilities. God knows. There are people here, when you give 500 leon as an offering, alright, God looks at you and says, wow. Look at how much he has given. He has given all his life. He has given all her life. One time, Jesus was sitting and offerings were being taken and, and all the rich people came to give big, big, big offerings and a widow came and gave two fathers, two mites, and Jesus said she has given all her life. She has given her life. Hallelujah. Every one of us here is different. And God expects us also to honor in different levels. Can I have an amen? amen. People say, um, it's not about what I give. It's about the heart that I have. So is that a heart that you have for me? So is that how you think about me in your, in your heart? You, you say it is that heart. It's just the heart that you have. God, God said you give me polluted bread. So in those days, there were people that when it was time for them to make sacrifices, they would go to their flocks and then they would look for the blind-eyed flock, the, 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 the goat that was walking like this. And then they would take that one bring it to the altar and God said go and give that one to the, your boss in the office and see 
whether he'll be pleased with you. Hallelujah. How do we honor recognition? How do we honor obedience? How do we honor? We honor with our substance. And not only with any type of substance, but what is honorable. An honorable substance. As I close, let me end with this. There are so many reasons why we must honor this man. So many, but I'll give you one. So that the grace of God upon his life will be effective in your life. Amen. Watch this. Anna. Anna activates the anointing on the man of God. Where the anointing is honored, where, where, where there is honor, the anointing is provoked. I'll say it again. Where the anointing is honored, Very, very powerful. It comes into, into great activation. The highest anointing, watch this, the highest anointing on the life of Jesus. Now, what was the highest manifestation of the anointing on Jesus? Raising of the dead. Raising of the dead. And he raised a couple of people from the dead. The first person that Jesus raised up was the, was the daughter of Jairus. And the people said, we are not sure whether she was really dead. Because Jesus came very fast. <laughs> the second person that Jesus raised from the dead was the son of the widow of Nain. That Jesus, as Jesus was entering the, the town, he saw the funeral procession and he raised a young man up. And even though they were going to bury him, they still, you know, there were still some people, you know, who felt that the young man probably was unconscious and they didn't wait enough, you know, and all that. So in John chapter 11, when they told Jesus that Lazarus was sick, Jesus said, let us allow him to die very well. This time we are going to allow him to die very, very well. <laughs> now listen to me. Listen to me. There are some situations in your life, your marital life, your ministry life, your business life. It is going on. You have been praying and it looks as if that God is not responding. No, 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 no. Jesus told Martha, if you believe you will see the glory of God. God is about to reveal his glory in your life, in that situation. But he wants to take all the glory, so he's waiting until you have exhausted all your efforts. I don't want to go into that. Hallelujah. But the highest manifestation of the anointing on Jesus was the raising of Lazarus for the dead. You see? Why? Because I'm a, I'm a doctor. When somebody dies, the person goes to different stages. And, and uh, Martha said to Jesus, the thing is smelling. It means now there's decay. Now there's decay. And according to the Jewish, the Jewish um, uh, traditions, you know, they waited 
and buried after four days because they felt that within, they believed that within the first four days, the soul of the person could come back. So after four days, he was buried. Now watch this. When Jesus went to his hometown, Mark chapter 6, when Jesus went to his hometown, they did not honor the anointing. They did not. And Mark chapter 6 from verse 1, very quickly. And he went out from thence and came into his own country and his own disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence have this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hand? It's not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon and are not his sisters here of us and they were offended at him. Verse 4 But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor but in his own country and among his own kin and his own house. And he could dare, watch this, and he could dare do no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick food and healed them. Watch this. When Jesus went to his hometown where the people were familiar of him, where they did not respect him, where they knew his background and were using his background against him, and the anointing upon his life was not honored. The Bible said he could not. Watch. Not that he did not want to. Not that Jesus did not want to do mighty works. But the Bible said that he could not. They were familiar of him. One of the greatest cancellations of the anointing is familiarity. Yes. Be careful not to be familiar with your bishop. Be careful. Hallelujah. Not to be familiar. Familiarity, especially those of you who are very close to him, all right, would cancel out the anointing from coming upon your life. He couldn't do anything. Can you imagine? Jesus is standing in Nazareth and he cannot do any mighty works because they did not honor the anointing. In John chapter 11, the anointing upon his life was going to be greatly manifested. And what was the reason? Look at John chapter 11 from verse 1. From verse 1. Now, a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. Into brackets. Into brackets. Don't forget about that. What is written in the brackets? Because the Holy Spirit place is there for a purpose. It was that Mary that anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. You see? For a woman, you ask the woman, they spent five hours, four hours, eight hours, sometimes three days, making a particular style of hair. And you ask a woman that 
he sees a man, he should use her hair, anoint the feet, and use the hair that he has spent so much time and money to clean and to and to and to clean the, the feet. No, no, no. You are asking for too much. But she did it. She did it. Mary honored Jesus. Hallelujah. In Mark chapter 10, 38 to 42, this same Mary and her sister Martha welcomed Jesus to their home, honored him, fed him, took care of him. In John chapter 12, after the resurrection of Lazarus, they honored him once again in their house. You see, this Mary and his family knew how to honor Jesus. So watch this. When they had a problem, when they had a problem, look at that again. It was that Mary which anointed Jesus with the ointment. Jesus said, it is time. It is time for this anointing to do something for this people. And Jesus arrived at the funeral grounds. The man had been buried. The man was smelling. There was no hope. When, when, when Martha saw Jesus going towards the grave, he called Jesus and said, we have a lot of respect for you. We have a lot of, we don't want any embarrassment. If you have come a little earlier, if you have come a little earlier, and Jesus said, said I not unto you that if you believe, you shall see the glory of God. I come to speak to somebody, in spite of what you are going through in your life, the trials and the temptations and the problems that you are going through, if you can keep on believing in the Lord, one of these days, you are going to see the, the glory of God in your life because God is able. The Bible says with God, all things are possible. Clap your hands for Jesus, someone. Lazarus was dead four days. But the anointing of Jesus' life was going to be manifested in the greatest way in the lives of people who had learned to honor Mary, Martha, their, their family, they had learned to honor him. When he went to his home country, they didn't honor him. They despised him. They were familiar. And there, the anointing could not do anything. You see, honor provokes the anointing into action. As we go on in this ministry, and we continue to do things like this, that we are doing, I know, the, the anointing upon this man's man of God's life is going to rub on all, all of you. I said it's going to rub on you. His anointing is going to become greater and greater. Which means that your anointing is going to become greater and greater. And God is going to begin to use you to do great things. May you receive the great grace. May you place yourself in a position where the great grace, the grace anointing that is upon this man's life will come upon you will come upon you. Let your head not lack ointment as a church member, as a pastor, as a deacon, as an elder, as a ministerial team member, as a superintendent of this ministry. May this anointing find place on you. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, do you know what? All that we need is the anointing. Everything about a man of God is explained by the anointing. 
Yes. The greatest thing that you must desire from your pastor is not his clothing, it's not his shoes, it's not his wife, but the anointing of his life. You must always pray and desire and carry out acts that will ensure that drops of the anointing of his life will continue to come upon you. To come upon you. To come upon you. May God bless you. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Everywhere. I want to pray with you. Father, thank you. I pray, Lord, for your people. For an understanding of this revelation. That as children in the house, we will honor your servant that you have raised up. And the father that God has raised up in this nation. So that the grace, the giftings, the callings, your graciousness, your anointing, your power, your blessings that is upon them will find their way into our lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Listen to me. Listen to me. The elder brother, the elder brother, he honored his father. The younger brother did not honor his father. When the younger brother was going, I'm sure the father brought all kinds of people to say, please, don't leave. There is money here. There's riches here. The opportunities here. What do you want? Just stay here. But he disobeyed. Look at the end of those two people. One honored the anointing. One did not honor the anointing. Their ends were different. May you not go the way of the prodigal son. May you be like the elder son that will stay in the house to honor your father. Lift up your hands and just thank the Lord. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him.